Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 135. You'll all be happy to know we're only three three episodes away from our Misfit, our misfit Spectacular right now, where uh, we are 138. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, it's funny you say that, Tom, because I was thinking 138 being the double of 69, we would do another dirty episode for that one. Seeing we could play it's... all the dirtiest Misfit songs going down on a fire plug and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little angel fuck. Yeah, little angel mm. fuck, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, funny that's why I was it, thinking about that because one. I know at least one of our listeners would probably skip that one, right, Richard? Skip that. <laughs> skip the Misfits episode. He says, now, that, he, the, he says that, but I don't know, man. I don't know if he... He'd I, love the double 69 episode, but yes, I think he'd skip the... No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He couldn't He couldn't do it. He couldn't allow himself to skip it. Yeah, don't, 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 don't skip out on us, Richard. What are you doing? Yes. Of course, if anybody is just starting to listen out at episode 135, I'm Tom... <sighs> And I'm Neil. Normal voice? Yes. The guy with the funny voice? Neil? Uh, yeah, you got a funny voice. How do you like them apples, Seth? You got a funny face, Neil. Damn it. Anyway, it's good to be back Good to be back with you. We had a delightful young lady on last week, so back to just Neil and I. I think we seem to have our sound issues pretty much worked out, so maybe we will dare to... We had, we had a few, like, I don't know if I say big names, because what's a big name now, who had, had sort of agreed to come on, but I was kind of, like, scared to have him on because I didn't want him to, you know... Yeah, being... yeah, I'm asking. I'm asking the best question of their life, or telling the greatest joke of my life, and it's like, and then just falls off. Yeah, and man, I'm just like, oh no, <laughs> like that every time. Oh, it's happened again. So yeah, yes. that's and why we. That's why we didn't have those folks on. Yeah, I'm stealing my uh, daughter's laptop, and this seems to be working much better. So it does. No, it does. It really does. It sounds and naturally. Yeah, the new mic sounds good. Everything. Everything sounds good. Yeah, people aren't going to know that it's us. For God's sakes, the quality there is just go. too strong. Yeah. level of professionalism that people don't necessarily appreciate with us. Um, don't come to expect my, from the Punk Till I Die podcast. My daughter actually just bought another, like a new laptop. It's actually like a tablet with a keyboard kind of thing. So this is officially her old one, but she's moving out in like three weeks. I wonder if she's going to... I might have to go to Best Buy or something. We'll see. Yes, yes. yes. So you'd be, you'd be threatening this for about two months now. Yes. Well, the problem is I'll go to Best Buy and I still won't know how to set it up. I'll be like, Neil, I need you to come. <laughs> well, well, who set up the last one? Uh, my wife. Okay. Well, it's it's and it's not that she's like particularly like technology uh good at technology, but she's not as scared of it as I am. I'm definitely I, maybe technophobe is too strong a word. I, is there a word for for hate that doesn't mean fear? <laughs> technophobe. Um. I, yeah. No need to be frightened of it, man. It's just it's your tool. It's just everything is annoying to me. You know, it's it's one of those things. I know you're older than I am, and you're more technically adept than I am, but. I just I have this slogan that I've been saying lately, and it's when I'm checking out the grocery store or doing all this stuff, and everybody wants me to use an app. It's like my life is easy enough. Try, stop trying to make my life easier. Every time you try to make my life easier, I just get more irritated. <laughs> yeah, he likes it difficult. Damn it. Okay, exactly. go in the grocery but it's so store. Much easier than when everything is so much easier now. But but it's like okay. So for example, we go to a certain one of these warehouse stores. We shop at one of these warehouse stores. It's Sam's. You know, I, I've talked about it. I buy like half gallon half gallon of whiskey or something. You know. <laughs> So we shop at these places, and my wife has this app on her phone, and she scans the groceries herself on her phone and pays the bill on her phone so we don't have to wait in any lines. We just kind of go out, and they literally Dude, scan her phone. Hold on a second. I've, I've often wondered about that. So isn't that just a prime thing for shoplifters? I mean, wouldn't wouldn't can't you just like do whatever well, no, the fuck no, you want? Still, there's still somebody at the door who... Yeah, well, they look at somehow it, they can, are they looking they at all two hundred things that you've purchased? Dude, I don't know. They can they can scan like two things and know what you have. I think it might be a cross between science and witchcraft. Wow. Okay. Uh, 
But so anyway, she loves this thing, and she she has it work really well. It works really great for her. But the first time she went to use it, it took like a half hour at least to figure it out. Plus, every time she got too close to something, like we we went to we went to check out, we had a bunch of stuff on the on the bill that we actually had didn't have in our cart because like she kept getting too close to things and accidentally scanned them. <laughs> that's that's like kind of a problem app right there. <laughs> so to me, I'm already out. It's like that's it. I'm done. I'm yeah. gonna stand in line. I want a human being to scan all this stuff and uh, uh, I, I don't know. Well, as you say, I mean, I am. I mean, I I I'm in IT. I, I do tech for a job, but. If I'm at the grocery store, I do despise the self-checkout. I despise it. I always stand in line with the with the person because a I don't want to be putting these people out of out of work, and b at what point did I have to do this myself? At what point? Is, make, at what point is that my to, job? But then you have to make the awkward small talk too, which I, so I do do the self-checkout. But the problem is I almost always have booze, so then the person has to come over anyway. Right. And like punch the number. I mean, they don't even check my ID. They just look, give me the side eye and just punch their number in there or whatever. But uh, no, I do use that. But it's just because I don't like, I don't want to wait in line any longer than I have to. Well, in every other thing, it's like, please see attendant. Please see attendant. Place item in bag. Place item in bag. Item is exactly. not in or, 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 Jesus. Or the item does not belong on. It's like item is in this wrong area or something. It's like, put it where the bags are. What do you want me to do with this? Oh, oh yes. No, no. You're tapping into some real. See, it's very frustrating, right? So I always, because I go, because real... I hate grocery shopping so much, because I, I hate people so much, but I hate grocery shopping so much. I tend to go at seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. There you go. Because there's like me and like five other super old people in there shuffling five old about. People who, five old people who literally just got the Sunday paper and cracked their coupons and ran over there and saw it was on sale, right? Well, that's like some of them apparently have never been to the grocery store before. It, it, it always like tickles me that they seem completely confused by what's in what, what aisle. But um, but yeah, dude, they moved around on purpose. It's all it's all conspiracy. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Biden. But anyway, I I always go to the uh, I always go to the one surly uh, lady who's at the one the one checkout aisle that's actually open instead of all it's these stupid stupid checkout self checkout things. Anyway, you gotta, gotta kind of eye the lines, you know, because you can see the like the desperate people that the highlight of their life is talking to the cashier. You have to avoid those lines like the plague, right? That's funny. You're a very social person. That's funny that you would be upset and, by that and, and i am and the fact of the matter is my local grocery store doesn't have any like self-checkout and it's they never have enough help so i stand in line <coughs> and it's almost like it's like i'm practicing buddhism i'm like no. i'm not gonna get freaked out about this we could just stop drinking the booze <laughs> well <laughs> patience is a virtue patience is a virtue neil i know you you I, like when oh, you're waiting Jesus. for your records it's like chill out right no i'm not waiting for three w- weeks for a record to come in from california sorry <laughs> i'm just not doing it um welcome welcome to the complain till i die podcast yeah there's nothing more punk rock than complaining about the grocery well listen store, dude, huh? you know it's we come from a different era though you know i mean i i remember clearly like my grandmother who's long gone now would not pump her own gas it's like i remember being a teenager i'd pump her gas for her because all the self-service or the full service gas stations were closing down you know we were at the end of that era where there was really good full service and when they start doing the covid thing you go into the restaurant you like scan the menu with your phone or whatever oh, right that. yeah yeah yeah. and you do all that stuff and 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 you know the funny thing is like i'm like i want good service i'm willing to pay for good service i want you know i, I really when i go out to eat and my kids are like oh they love that ordering it like that not having to talk to the waitress and all that i'm like it's it's a generational thing you know so we're so we'll so, see so we're raising generations of people who just want to talk to a screen they don't want to actually talk to another human being face to face well you know it's funny right because there's restaurants 
in especially here in West Michigan, there's these restaurants that are just when you say the name of it, you just know it's everyone there is 80 years old. There's a chain called Russ's, believe it or not. It's like a Dutch, like they have like a wooden shoes on the side. <laughs> and it's just all old folks in there, even though my parents did take me there for my birthday. Uh, the old now, mate. They're, they're, <laughs> and uh, the. But you know what's an old folks' place? It's like, is that the places that we love now? Like, like our places are going to be the old folks' places. I don't know. Well, I don't know. No. Well, you, well, you know, you know, that's the case when you go to dinner at four thirty for the early bird special yeah. or whatever, right? Exactly. Yeah, get a good deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Listen, Nothing listen, more man. punk rock I, than talking about talking about grocery exactly. shopping and going to restaurants. I guess I'm done. I guess I'm done complaining. I oh, know I'm you're not. not done complaining. Holy you're shit! You're done complaining about this, right? Dude, we got a lot of fucking complaining to do. All right. All right. Listen. All right. Let me play a song. Play a song. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm going to play a couple songs by these guys, um, because we got the thing coming up in a couple weeks where we're going, going to McHenry for the record store thing with Dr. Disc and um, and the, there's a band playing after we get done podcasting, which would be super cool. And they're from Milwaukee. They're called the DUIs. I've been able to hang out. I uh, was able to hang out with Mark, the drummer, a couple different times. We hung out in Vegas a little bit and we uh, hung out in Milwaukee. And I also met Chris, the bass player, singer, like founder of the band. So I'm um, looking forward to hooking up with those guys again in beautiful McHenry, Illinois. Hopefully we can have some trunk beers or something. Hopefully we can it find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, this so this is this song actually has a pretty funny video. And uh, the song kicks ass. It's uh, the DUI's uh, Stay Away. With the DUIs from Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yes. yeah. Okay, the DUIs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, with the song Stay Away. And we will be 
having uh, meeting them face to face on the 29th when they play after we're done recording. I wonder if they're going to play yes. a full set or whether they're just going to play for like a half hour or something. I mean, a half hour is kind of a full set if you're like. That's true. You know what? Movie. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> what am I thinking? Well, and you know, there'll be at least three people there to watch them. Because you and I and Scott will be there, and there'll be at least four people there to watch us because the four guys in the bands will be there. So, you know, it's a mutually beneficial situation, right? Well, I'm trying to get some, uh, round up some people from work to come along, too. So, Rick might be there. He said he'll be there, there and go. stuff. And so, just, yeah. Just tell them they can take a paid half day off if they come. Yeah. Uh... yeah. Well, who knows? You know, with these free records and stuff that the guy, that Dr. Disc, I keep wanting to call him Dr. Dick. Dr. Disc is <laughs> is offering to give away. There might be more, you know, more people than we think. Yeah, maybe. You know? yeah. Well, I hope, I, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it because I think he's going to have some stuff there we probably want. So, mm. you know, if he shows up, then, you know. Yeah, true we'll enough. Rate. And, you know, I will load my uh, trunk with beers, ice cold beers and a cooler. I wonder, if there's any be- I wonder if there's any bars around there. I assume there are. I don't know. Is it like in a cornfield or something? I think so. Is it like a I don't. I don't know, but I will have. A, I will. We'll load the truck. It's north. Bring, it's north and west. I mean, it's it's getting close to the Wisconsin border, actually. I will bring some uh, good Grand Rapids brews up there. Okay, that sounds good. So you're not just going to load up with PBR. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how much overtime I get this week. Okay. I'm on call. So. Oh, you're on call. All right. Well. Lots of lots of overtime means you know craft brew. Not much overtime. Old style. <laughs> I know you Chicago. The everybody in Illinois loves that stuff. Hell no, nobody nobody drinks old style except for at the Cubs game when you don't have a choice. <laughs> That's and it's like fourteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking dog style. Yeah, not good. Well, we were drinking it. Now Scott and I do drink it. We like to drink it when we're in Chicago area. But like last when we were at the Beat Kitchen, they had uh, for a buck more you get the sixteen ounce can of PBR, and it's just a practicality thing. When you're drinking fifty beers, it's just easier not to have to go to the bar so often. So. If you give me a tall boy option, I'm probably going to go with the tall boy option. Yeah, especially when the bar was crowded, right? The bar was pretty crowded between exactly. between bands. So yeah, so that, that was, was that last, was a fun that one. Was episode that was episode 133. I'm sure most of you heard it. That was our adventures in uh, adventures in show going. It's funny we were talking about that, and you know, I was talking about that with Scott. And the fact of the matter is, you and I have only previous to the Boris show, we'd only gone to two shows together. Uh, we went and saw the Lillingtons at Reggie's, right? And then we went and saw Pegboy. <laughs> well, not exactly right, because we saw about a thousand bands of punk rock bowling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess that thing. Yeah. And we saw the, uh, uh, no, we saw the Lillingtons together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We saw the Lillingtons at Reggie's, and we saw Pegboy, and then we saw punk rock bowling. But the other thing is. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. So I, I did a written review. If anybody's interested, I did do a written review of Punk Rock Bowling. I don't think it's nearly as fun as listening to Neil and I talk about it. But I did do a written review. I think it'll probably be run this week. And uh, it's amazing when I look at how many bands I skipped. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, wrote yeah. about like five, I wrote about like five bands each day. But how many bands did we see? A lot, right? Oh, we saw a lot. Yeah, yeah. If you count the two. But a lot of them, it would be like, you know, okay, 10 minutes is enough of that or whatever. But, you know, for example... One of the big headliners, you know, the Menzingers, I didn't watch one second of Menzingers. I didn't watch one second of Frank Turner. I didn't watch, you know, it was it was a lot of socializing, basically, that I skipped entire bands. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did too. But. Yeah. I don't know that I missed much as far as some of those go. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I skipped one of the headliners completely. So, you know. There you go. Yeah. Don't think right. I missed much. You want to play a song? Why don't you play a song and we'll read some letters? 
or do you want to wait until we get, well, or do you want to wait till we get a little more into the meat of our conversation before you pick the songs? I don't know what your theme is. Oh, my theme is a very, very angry theme today. Um, and we really need to get to the meat of one of the matters before it'll even make sense. All right. Well, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's play another DUI, DUI song. Then. Okay. That's fine with me. And then we'll read some. We'll read some mail. Yep. I guess. I mean, if we play all my songs and then all your songs, that'll be fine. Right. I mean, we're <laughs> mine, like mine do that, have right? mine certainly do have a theme. Well, so do you. I mean, the last two of yours kind of pl- play into that whole thing. But sure, do the DUIs one. What's the What's the name of the other song we picked out? I can't remember. Uh, we well, drink? this this fit, we this fits in because all this nonsense we're going to talk about is why we drink, and this is the DUIs with with that's why we drink. Holy smokes! You need balls. <laughs> there with that's why we drink so we did so we were gonna read a couple letters right yes sir letters all right you want to go first or shall i i don't care uh i will go first you wanted me to read okay you wanted me to read the one from brian um yes. from portland so hello tom and neil i recently discovered the podcast a couple of months ago and i'm really enjoying it I listen to one or two shows a night when I'm at work, and I've made it up to episode 60 so far. Holy crap. I've tried other punk podcasts, but they never hold my attention very long. Well, thank you, Brian. That's nice. He hasn't got to our bad audio years yet. (laughs) Well, if he got past some of the... uh, Do we have some dodgy ones back then? That's true. The early ones were pretty noisy. Yeah. Like, because you could hear my whole family in the background and stuff. Like, the Rick (laughs) Sims episode, maybe arguably our greatest episode. You could hear, like, my wife putting away dishes in the background. That might be be one of the reasons why it's so good. That's true. Um, Charm. That demo tape quality charm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm 50 years old and grew up loving 70s and 80s punk and hardcore, but was very turned off by the commercial popularity of punk in the 90s. I saw Bad Religion in 93, and half the crowd was made up of jocks and frat boys. Um, I can I can appreciate that, actually. I can I can uh, relate to that, because one of the last times I saw, I saw Social Distortion, you know, after seeing them, I don't know, 10 times, or numerous times throughout the years, but one of the last times was at the House of Blues, which I hate anyway. And I was looking around, and I was surrounded by frat 
boys with they had those stupid visors. They weren't even baseball caps. They were those, you know, those stupid visors. Really? And like the, the country club thing? Uh, yeah, and they were turned back to front. Wearing, like, dark shoes. Back to front and upside down. I guess that was their, I don't know. And I was wow. just like, man, this is not my crowd anymore. Holy shit. So. Makes me want to call them something that'll get me canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Sorry. Finish. Finish our letter from our okay. friend Brian. Um, so he says, "I'm writing because I have a question for Neil. When you first came to the states for school, how familiar were the how familiar were you with American punk? What bands, if any, were popular in England? I look forward to hearing you answer in two months when I catch up with the rest of the episodes. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> hey, Brian. From in two months. In two months, when you hear this, send us your address. I'll send you some stickers. Yeah, definitely. Um, Brian, that's actually a really good question. So. When I first came to the States in 83, um, I knew more than most with American punk. Well, let's see. Obviously, going back to 77 and stuff, I knew of I knew of bands like the Avengers and stuff like that. But um, And obviously, you know, the B-52s and, and Devo and, and Ramones and shit like that, right? But I assume he's, he's talking more about hardcore and stuff. Um, I would assume the more aggressive stuff, yeah. Yeah, uh, probably when I came over, I knew a little bit from listening to John Peel. Um, so I knew, I mean, the Dead Kennedys, obviously, knew them. Uh, I'd heard of Black Flag, I'd heard some, I'd heard one or two Circle Jerk songs, but that was about it, really, because that stuff really didn't make it over to England at all. And um, if you're in our Facebook group, a couple times I've posted, like, polls and stuff from, like, music magazines in England from, like, 8081 and stuff, you know, best punk album, blah, blah, blah. There's hardly any American stuff on there. And that's just because it never got covered in either the music press or, you know, in the radio. So it was very, very, uh, very difficult to find. Or, you know, you wouldn't even know to look for it, really. So that's why when I went back to England in 84 after having a good education in a lot of all those bands, right? That's why I was able to find all those classic early American uh, hardcore albums in England because I was the only person looking for them. So that's why I've got such a nice collection of uh, some of that early stuff that's that's worth money now because there was nobody else wanting it back then. So, you know, Liverpool might have one copy of the first Agnostic Front album and I got it, you know, stuff like that, so... There you go. But it was great. It was great. I, it, when I first came, 83, 84, and I was seeing all those all those bands, um, it reminded me of, uh, of of being back in England in the late 70s. It was the the sense of... like the excitement of the... Yeah, exactly. The that. sense of excitement and the sense of newness, the sense of... Uh, like, it had all become jaded in England by that time, but there was a sense of music being reborn and stuff in, in the early 80s in the States. So it was actually a very exciting time to be here. And I count myself very lucky having been there i didn't see everybody obviously but um I, I saw a lot of those early bands and like i say count myself lucky for that so thanks it was, it was an ex- it was a, it was an exciting time every row of the grocery store had a cashier in it and you could stand in line and they would they would ring your groceries up for you and on every street there was a record store yeah, that's right? true. That's, and all the even the small towns had record stores. Both the small towns I I've lived in the last thirty years have had little had little record stores. Long gone now, of course. I mean, Champagne Urbana had like three just on on I'm, on Green Street alone. You know. I mean, you'd have to order anything good at the ones I had. My little ones I had access to, but yeah, you know, it was better than nothing. Twenty minutes away, I had good good stores. Yeah, we had we had so, some, we had some really good ones. So we were yeah, I was super lucky. So anyway, thanks for the letter, Brian. That was a cool one. 
right, right in again. And yeah, and send us your address, and we'll uh, be sure to send you some stickers and stuff. So, so we we got a, a couple quick letters too from our from our friend Chris, who is from Baltimore area, who I was able to hang out with with when I was in Maryland uh, a couple months ago, and then he was also at Punk Rock Bowling. You met Chris, right? I did. Yeah. And so we actually have two. One is thanks for the shirt, best punk pot out there. Keep it up. Which, you know, I have no purpose reading that other than just do Tudor on horn. But then and a second one. I know you guys aren't big on overproduction, but I think it would be hilarious to add a sniper sound effect. Must have the silence. Must have the silencer when Tom cuts out. I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that's not going to be so much of an issue. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not going to happen anymore. But that would have like been useful shots. on the on episode 132, whatever it was. That would have been useful. <laughs> Well, Chris is from Baltimore. He probably falls asleep to the melodious sounds of gunshots every night. <laughs> um, so, and part, question two, or part two, I think a segment where Neil goes into, oh boy, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> I think a segment where Neil goes into depth about why he doesn't like things, songs, albums, people, would be a solid monthly endeavor. <laughs> well, maybe monthly. <laughs> Love the show. Just some thoughts, Chris, in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I don't think we have enough time for that. I was going to say, it'll, it'll make every episode everything. about three hours long. But uh... Either that or he doesn't even know why he hates things. He just hates it. It's like, <laughs> it, that's why Neil and I are like the yin and the yang. My natural inclination is to be positive about things. His natural inclination is to be negative about things. That's why we why we work as a team. But the funny thing is about that, who's the one person to have uh, had a post banned on Facebook? It wasn't me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you asshole. That, that was a funny, that was a funny thing. <laughs> mm. And it was Mr. Positive. I'm telling you, man, I'm so and Facebook, you know, kind of going into what we're going to talk about next. Facebook is the biggest bastards about this stuff. They're not even pretending to really censor false information anymore. Now it's just anything that may be deemed hurtful or like even things that are true that are unpleasant. I mean, it's really bad, man. Facebook is bad. I wish there was a better forum out there. I think we should move our whole uh, crew over to Parlor. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, and we'll just interview. We'll interview Dwayne Peters and uh, Michael Graves. It'll be great Michael every Graves. every yeah, episode. Right. Yeah, I, you know, I brought this up before, but I would love to know what people thought if somebody wanted to reach out to us and tell us because I think most of our listeners would probably be okay with it. But I think it would be fascinating to interview somebody like a Michael Graves. A because think- he had the horrible job, obviously, of trying to you know be dancing which I think he did an okay job on considering the circumstances. But also, listen, the guy, he, he's a proud boy, or he said he was a proud boy. You know, politically he's different. I wonder, would people freak out? Or is that, I, I, I wonder if you guys would like to hear that. Because I would actually, I think that would be fascinating. I love to talk to people who have different stories. Yes, different you know, opinions. It's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Same, 90% of punk rockers have the same political attitude about things. But I think it's interesting to... You know, go against the grain. Let's face it, it takes a lot more balls to be Michael Graves right now than it does Jell Biafra, who's basically preaching to the choir, feeding meat to the dogs, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, but I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd gladly be lectured for two hours by Jell Biafra, too, but uh, I don't know that no, he's thanks. returning my calls. I don't know that he's re- I don't know that he's returning my calls. It would, no, that would put everybody to sleep. I can pretty much guarantee it. Well, there's a great, there's a great, uh, great, um, Hard Times story. The Hard Times, of course, that satirical website that does like uh, humorous pieces, you know. And it was uh, the headline was something like, "Man, re- man, man gets two hour spoken word performance sitting next to Jello on the airplane or something like that." And it was just, it's, it's pretty funny stuff. I wasn't a picture of like, like a guy with his head in his hands or something. He, he just, he can't <laughs> stop being self righteous. He just can't. He can't stop. It's too right. late. It's true. Anyway, um, where are we at, Neil? I lost my train. Elephant in the room. Are we going to talk about that one? 
Um, so I actually, there's lots of elephants in the room. I think should we play a song and then get into some solid cancel culture stuff? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Tell us if tell us what you think about having Mikhail Graves on. I don't even know that he would do it, but I would be fascinated to talk to him. And you guys know that we would handle it in such a way that we would be totally respectful of him, no matter what his opinion is. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna browbeat the guy if he doesn't believe something I believe. That's just not how we work. Oh no, definitely. So, and there's not a, there's not enough of that of, of you know of, of of allowing who knows alternate by the, opinions. By the, time by the time we're done, Neil might join the Proud Boys. Who knows? Anything <laughs> can happen. <laughs> How did you just volunteer me for that? I, I, <laughs> I volunteer you for everything, buddy. I, yeah, you I'm did. not doing it. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, I, I, uh, I work for the government. i got to stay neutral. Um, so anyway, uh, <laughs> you work for Big Tech. They're not exactly known for their open-mindedness either, right? So, Sorry. <laughs> so you work for Biden? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> we just, we just, yeah. Is that why things Luckily, are so screwed up, Tom? Is that why things are so, so screwed up? He, he doesn't keep very good track of us, that's for sure. No. Anyway. So let's do let's do one more song and oh this this song will be a great lead in actually Neil yes which one are you gonna do are you gonna do the subs so or are you gonna do TBR let's do a TBR song okay um and uh, just because you know we were talking about all the records I picked up oh oh, oh no I picked I picked up the other one did I okay this is a song that I think is great it's pretty poppy for for TBR musically but it has like 50 Metallica references in it which I love. So this is Nothing Else Matters When I'm With You by Teenage Bottle Rocket from Tales from Wyoming. Out of bed, and I'm all about. 
Nothing Else Matters When I'm With You by Teenage Bottle Rocket. Um, that's a great, that's one of, actually one of my favorite TBR albums, Tales from Wyoming. I think I, it's I think excellent. I think that's underrated. I yep. agree. I think that's an underrated album. Yeah. Um, that was because they, was that the one they did for like Rise Records where they, or was that on Fat? Because I, I know they took off, they, they left Fat for a record or two. I think that might have been a rise. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's the one with the real tear jerker, the last song. Which, What's it, which one? What's the, the one, song? the one about his isn't that the one about his brother doing stuff for the first time or whatever without him or whatever. It's a super tear jerker. Oh yeah, yeah, but he but his brother played on that album, so that wouldn't no that that would have been a different because they, his brother still was live on that album. Was he? Yeah. the The only the the only the last album he didn't play on. Hmm. So so much for that theory. Yeah, I don't think that's... I mean, unless, unless, you're, unless you're wrong about what song it is. Cause, well, be, no, I think this new album is the first one the, that Brandon didn't play on, right? Not Brandon. Who's the one... Well, no, Brandon? no, no, he didn't play on, he didn't play on uh, Stay Red, for sure. You sure? Positive. All right, forget it. Positive. You'll know more about than I do. Positron. Yeah. But on that one, I, well, I, I assumed, I always assumed that song was about his brother. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe I've been misreading it that whole time. His dog, but his dog had died. No, I, I think you read about that because he did that song on his solo record too. So, yeah, yeah, he did a solo record, which I don't love, but I don't hate. I actually bought a really rad looking vinyl copy of it. I can't remember what the color, like a real cool like splatter variant or something, double mint or something, um, where he just kind of like does sort of acoustic versions of bottle rocket songs. Mostly, yeah. I was a couple of other I wasn't. I wasn't blown away by that either. But I wasn't blown away by it either. But it's a. It's a nice. Like if you need to mellow out, it's got that like weird version of Pet Cemetery and so it's, it's pretty cool. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, See if you like. Yeah, it's the song is called First Time. Yeah. Actually, does does first time not maybe first time doesn't have drums? Why not? There you go. I lost my tooth there. We might have we might have just figured out the uh, the solution to that one. Anyway. Anyway, all right. So, well, it's interesting, right? Because we kind of we talked about this when it happened. Of course, it was a, a podcast uh, co-hosted by somebody who we've had on the show, who we sort of haven't been mentioning your name, and that's okay. And uh, it, it there was sort of an accusation against Ray Rocket. Just about six months ago, right? Yeah, maybe if that long ago even, um, where like a third party accuser and they—I don't think they really use names, right? Accused him of of sexual assault, basically. Right. Rape, sexual assault. I guess I'm not really sure what the difference is or what the situation was, but it was one of those things. Two of the three people that were there seriously disputed the the allegations. It was a drunken slash drug induced sort of threesome gone bad the, mm-hmm. the 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 accuser had some credibility issues i think yes um, definitely and it's one of those things there's not i hate to say it but generally with these things where there's smoke there's fire when this kind of thing happens women usually come out of the woodwork right and that didn't you know when bill cosby was finally what was it, like 30 women or something crazy like yeah, that? yeah 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 um and not to say that that's always going to be the case, but it, I thought, I, but nothing really came of it. And I thought, and it even seemed like the podcast that accused him sort of had shrunk away. I thought, died a death. Uh, I thought, yeah, back, yeah, because I hadn't heard about it in ages. And and then when I went down to see them in Florida, you know, uh, what was that, three or four months ago now? Um, there was not a 
I thought there might be some mention of it, but there was no mention of it at all. So it just seemed to me like this thing had died a death. You know, they have they've released a new album since then, and they've they've got a big tour. So I thought this thing had been either dis, you know put to put to sleep or disputed and 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 proven to be false or whatever. But so I wasn't expecting any any of the outroar that uh, uproar that just just happened. Well, and yeah, so their their newest tour, their first date, and once again, they're not, obviously they're not really. This is not something that they're talking about on their Facebook page or whatever. The shows are just kind of going away, and, and and weird things are happening. They're moving venues and whatnot. But I think the first show, the tour was supposed to be in Minneapolis. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And it and it disappeared, and then they had to move in Chicago, which is funny because they were going to play a real established punk venue, Liars Club, right? Well, hold on a second. No, hold on. It was actually it was it was weirder than that. They were originally they weren't supposed to be playing Chicago until next month. They were supposed to be playing, I think, Bloomington. Oh, okay. That and the show Dollar got canceled Dollar. in Bloomington, so last minute they moved it. This was last Friday on on the fifteenth. They last uh, minute they booked it in at Liars Club, and who they probably have a long standing relationship with. I mean, they've been playing Chicago for years, and yep. Liars Club is an established place. Yep. And um, but somehow the um, the collection of shrews on Facebook. All decided to get together and and tell lies until lies the manager, yep, harass the, the manager, the harass who, harass whoever they could, and try and get the show canceled and get Teenage Bottle Rocket not to play. So at the last minute, they moved from Liars Club to a different club um, in the city, right in Wrigleyville, called Underground Lounge, I believe. Which looks appear to be a dance club or something, right? Uh, no, there was there was two. Uh, I I made the mis- I made that mistake. There was there's two clubs called okay. Underground in Chicago, and this was one called Underground Lounge, which looks like actually it looks like a very old kind of fifties kind of style place. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, place that place that place that Neil could enjoy, huh? You have a good old fashioned in there. I would actually have enjoyed it, but I got the booster shot on Friday, and I felt like yep. shit that night, so that wasn't going to happen. Well. Um, but anyway. So uh, just the fact that this collection of uh, people decided to try and I believe get... you called them shrews earlier, Neil. How let's about stick... witches now? Will that work let's as stick well? with shrews. Well, it's not it's not only women. That's not fair. There's a lot of Well, you can, men you can have a male are... you can have a male witch. That's fine. Right? That's true. They're called a warlock. <laughs> You're a warlock. Exactly. Um, you son of a warlock. But I, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off. So you, you, you talk about it logically for a minute, because I'm gonna get angry. Well, I, the thing that always gets it's, it, it's a tough situation. Liars Club's an established place, and it, I, don't, I don't, I feel bad for everybody involved because the fact of the matter is, these people who were causing the scene weren't going to the show, right? So the really, my natural instinct is, you know, we need to ignore this and not foster this kind of behavior. But you get 50 emails from angry shrews. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, they start reaching out to their friends who also play at that venue. So you got the younger crowds, bands. All of a sudden, are saying, "Well, we're not going to play." For, you know, it, I, I, I sort of can't blame them for buckling under. But part of me, the the majority of me, the vast majority of me, says, "You know, screw you. I got both middle fingers in the air, and you know, we're going to do our thing." Um, but we got to stop. We had to stop being ruled by this sort of mob right and that's exactly what it is it's mob culture and it is listen you have the right not to go you have the right not to buy the album you have the right to be offended whatever what you don't have the right to do is to stop me from enjoying myself now 
they, they even have the right not to go to the venue anymore if it's so offensive. Right, you right. know, you have the right. To... Yep, exactly, exactly. But why are you trying to take away this guy's livelihood again? I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand once again what's the, what's the end game here. So on bottom line, bottom are you line, sure that Ray Rocket has to work at a gas station. Is that the bottom line? But yeah, well, that's that's a really good point. Because because bottom line, okay, this thing was alleged, not proven, alleged. Yeah. Of the three people that were there, two of them say this didn't happen. And this person has serious credibility issues, and yet people are still lining up to um, to support this person, even though to any sane person, this didn't. It doesn't look like there was any smoke to this fire or fire to this smoke, whatever. Um, there's certainly no. There's certainly no. And, and and you know we mentioned before we're not listen. If if this is if the guy's a creep and is proven to be a creep, I won't buy his records. I won't go see him play. It's fine. I mean, I'm 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 fine with that, but. We gotta stop with the accusation being the you know guilt. Yep. It's not the same. Yep, you're guilty till you're proven innocent, and that's just not the way things work. It's not the American way. It's Maybe a... the Australian way, but it's not the American <laughs> way. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, so it, this so this just floored me, and then because because you told me, oh yeah, this is blowing up on Facebook again when when they first announced the Chicago dates, and I was like, nah, that can't be right because I haven't heard anything about this. So you know, for the last six months, I saw him in Florida, nobody cared. Um, but I looked at that person's Facebook page, and oh my god, the idiocy, the idiocy. Well, so it's an echo chamber, right? The I mean, idiocy, yeah. Chamber. The idiocy, the backslapping, the echo chamber. The um the, the complete forced anger, um it was it was crazy and they, they they didn't even know what they were talking about. That was the thing that was so annoying. They just read about it somewhere, and so decided to pile on. Like somebody said, get this, you'll love this. Somebody said, all you got to do is look at the lyrics to that song Maverick, and you'll know exactly what he's about. Wow. Now you know the song Maverick, right? Um, I don't off the top of my head. What album's it on? That's the one that's... Uh, <laughs> Maverick, Maverick is a song about the movie Top Gun. <laughs> so it's 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 all from the character. It's all from the character of one of the guys in Top Gun. So the, this... Well, if this, I remember right, he was he hooked up with Meg Ryan in that movie. So he was doing all right, Maverick, right? <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> a young Meg Ryan, but, not the current Meg Ryan. But so the, the fact that this fact that this person was 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 thinking that Maverick was somehow Ray Rocket's like personal statement when it was a song it was a song about one of his favorite movies, <laughs> just the, insanely the, ridiculous. That line about him hitting his head while he tries to use his ejector seat and gets a broken <laughs> neck—that's clearly about yeah. touching someone who doesn't want to be touched. Uh, well, so, you know, and once again, that was the and, and the people the people who love this will say. Well, you know, he, these are his actions. These actually have consequences. Well, where's the consequences for making accusations that have no, that can't be verified? I mean, where's the consequence for that? Right, hundred percent. So, I I don't know, man. I, I once again, I I I I, I don't want to. You know, I, I'm afraid we're coming off as overly chauvinist. Like with like, you know, there's that trust women movement. We're not the trust men movement. Trust me, we know men. We are men. We don't trust men naturally. I, mean, I don't, I don't know, trust anybody. Just, like like our last email well, said, I don't but, trust anybody. We're all assholes. Yeah, Human beings are assholes. That's it. Well, and it's just, but this this situation, I just, you know, there's certain people in the scene who have a real body of evidence against them when it comes to this stuff. They, they remember that original singer for the Casualties, Jorge. Yeah, guy eventually got drummed out of the scene. There's other ones. The the guy from 
the singer for Leftover Crack, I know is one of those guys who just can't get away from accusations about violence towards women and all this stuff. But, but uh, you know, with Ray, it's just, it's just not enough. There's not enough. It doesn't pass my smell test. I guess is what I'll say. Well, you're well, you're right. But but it's just but it's just typical of the internet pylon culture where people don't yeah, need to have exactly. any facts. All they need to see is, is is or is see it on on the internet somewhere, and then they start repeating it, and after a while, it becomes fact, and that just kills me and makes me so angry. And um, well, yeah. So I'm yeah. gonna. Well, so I'm actually gonna buy like three copies of the new teenage, the new teenage bottle rocket album. I'm just gonna buy a shit ton of t-shirts. Just to, there you go. Just to, but you're right. These people weren't even gonna go anyway. No. <laughs> well, that's why I do love a guy like Joe Queer who's just like, you know what? These people aren't gonna buy my records. What do I care? You know what I mean? Screw them. And yeah, there's certain venue. You know, he probably will never be able to play 924 Gilman again. But you know what? Who cares? Well, so. so so I'm gonna play a song, and I'm gonna play, play an angry song. You know? I'm gonna play, play the uh, I'm gonna play the song by the Mighty Canadians, and this song's called uh, oh, from DOA, obviously, and this song's called "Fuck You." Away there with you know, fuck you. Know, that was originally done by the Canadian subhumans, actually. Oh, was it? I'll well, see. And... Is there a DOA version out there, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, there sure yeah, is. There you go. Yeah. yeah, it's on that. Those Canadians, man, they share everything. Yeah. Um, that universal health care. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, oh, see, I can't get off this now. Now I'm annoyed. But it's just the it's the it's the tokenism, too, of it. And the um, they just pick their battles. You know, some people they'll ignore. Some people, if they like him, they'll ignore. David Bowie can do yeah. no wrong, even though David Bowie did all kinds of shady shit when he, in his younger years. But no, he's a saint now, so no one's going to say you know, anything John, about John, him. John Lennon, man. John Lennon, yeah. Yep. Um, 
I, and once I, again, I, yeah, they, yeah, I know. I, I uh, well, like I said, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know Ray Rock. I really don't. I mean, I have no, I, I, I'm, I'm not nearly as big a fan of that band as you are. I, I like them. I think they're okay. Um, but I just, there's just not enough there for me to turn on them. Well, I find it interesting that, uh, okay, so the the bass player is it Miguel? I think. Um, yeah, Miguel Chin, yeah. Chin or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he seems. I read his book. He's a Buddhist. I read yeah, his book. He's he's a about, bu- I read his book about freaking inner peace, Neil, and it didn't make me give me inner peace for shit. So you want to read it? You need some inner peace. Um, no, I'm fine with my hate and anger. Thanks. Um, Do some yoga. But my no, it was it was actually an interesting book. I, I my, actually I, I don't want this the book. It was okay. My point being, Miguel M- Miguel Chin being a Buddhist and being a being a nice guy apparently. If he would knew that this shit was going down, I don't think he would still be in the band. The guy from the Lillingsons, uh, what's his name? Oh, I think I heard him getting some shade tossed at him. He was too. getting some shade tossed at him too for for, and I for, for and continuing Toby to play. Redsker, the old, their yeah. old label was getting some. Was, they, were, they were getting some shade from the shrews. Shade from the shrews. Um, but it's like uh, what do they call it collateral damage. But the fact that the rest of the band is still sticking with him suggests to me that they know there's nothing in this shit too. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 so yeah. anyway, that's 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 enough of so, that one. But now should we move on to the next band that's had some problems uh, in the last This one is funny. Weeks. You know, and you and I didn't talk about this in advance, so I'm curious to – I suspect we're probably on the same page with this. But uh, So the UK subs have been around for what? Over 40 years, right? Started out in the late 70s? Yeah, 77, yeah. They started. They played 80, the Roxy. Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah the 77 for sure. Well, because I, I saw Charlie Harper is – 77 years old yeah he is man he puts me to fuck it he's got almost 20 years on me mate yeah yeah he's a he's a he's an old geezer yep still and you know still pretty productive um so their drummer has been with them for 23 years what was his name neil jamie oliver jamie oliver it's funny because i was talking to a workmate about this scott my buddy scott actually who's really follows the news just is he watches the news so much that it makes him insane i always say as a matter of fact i was like dude you gotta you gotta get off the news you stop, gotta get gotta off stop watching radio. like marcy says stop watching the news he does everything he listens to right-wing radio he listens to npr he listens to left-wing radio he just gets oh that's even that's stuff. good at least though man i'm, I'm you know old yeah, for well, that but everything yeah. everything makes him upset they both the left <laughs> makes him right, upset, the left that's makes why him i like that's why i like scott and you listen to, it's funny, you listen to NPR, right? It's like they're saying such, they're, they're, I generally don't mind NPR myself, but they're basically telling you how screwed you are, but they talk so softly and it's so. They don't mind. It's yeah. like, yes, unemployment is skyrocketing in the Midwest, but blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's got a soothing kind of effect on you. Even when they tell you you're basically taking a hot poker up the ass, it makes you feel relaxed. But anyway, um, he didn't even hear about this story, but a British lawmaker would be the equivalent, I believe, of like our congressman, right? Yes, he was an MP, yes. And he, they do a certain amount of town hall stuff where people can come and talk to him. And, you know, we have that here. Our congressman here, he, you know, will be at the fire station once a month having donuts or whatever, and you go yell at him about your taxes or whatever, you know. <laughs> and uh, some somebody stabbed this guy. Yep, stabbed him to, to death. death, yep. And, and I don't think it's the story is very big outside of, I don't think that's a big story in America. No, I don't. Um, I didn't really see. I didn't really see it covered too much at all over the, here. If it wasn't for all the punk rock stuff. I wonder if I would have heard it because, like I said, Scott didn't hear it, and he's a big news guy. So that's that's why I say that. Um, but he was a conservative lawmaker, he was a Tory. Yep. Who, of course, you know, so, all the all the punks hate anyway because you know 
pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's listen, it goes back to Thatcher, right? I mean, the, the the punks hate the Tories, which whatever, I don't care. I hate the Tories too. I hate the Labor Party. I hate the Tories. <laughs> I what you got? I hate them. Um, but so I couldn't find the original post, Neil. Did you did you actually read the original post? I did. I did. So basically, the drummer for uh, for UK subs basically said, "You know what? Screw him. He's a Tory anyway, or something like that." Or they said, made some joke before the pot was cold, right? Yeah, well, you, you, you do it. Like I said, I actually didn't read the original post. It was short. I mean, it just said something like "one down, two hundred to go" or something like that. You know? Oh, you know? okay. Is that how many Tories there are? Yeah, so, many... yeah. I mean, it was some. I, I can't remember the exact thing. But he should have said, but... said one down. 500 to go because then it would have been like you know the whole congress and he probably could at least he wouldn't have pissed off like the partisans right yeah not the band the partisans they were already pissed <laughs> off <laughs> partisan lawmakers no they're probably all tories now um because they're old um <laughs> so anyway so yeah he made that stupid post just stupid stupid thing to say after this guy had been... you think he was quoting tesco v of the meatman when john lennon died and he wrote the great song one down three to go i don't i don't think so um but uh, who knows? Maybe so. Maybe so. But but anyway, so this guy was supposedly really well loved in his district as well. I mean, there was an outpouring of of emotion and stuff like that. And seventy year old, yeah, seventy year old guy, yeah. five kids. I mean, he's not a yeah. And uh, and the band immediately uh, basically got and this he'd been in the band for twenty odd years, right? So yeah, twenty three years. But Charlie and Alvin Harper got together. And, a young guy, a young guy. In yeah. Case yeah. Yeah, you'd be the new guy, the young guy. Um, yeah, Charlie and Alvin got together and just kicked him out. Said, yeah, we can't have this kind of nonsense and kicked him out. And there was a huge uproar um, about it. Well, well, huge, huge in a small vacuum, right? It's a tempest in a teapot. I mean, it's... Yeah, but, but the interesting thing was a lot of people supported the band for kicking him out and thought he was a fucking idiot for saying what he did. Um, and then there were a lot of, that's not punk rock. That's, uh, he's a Tory. He's this, he's that. And he deserves it. And, uh, that's a stupid way to view life as well. You can't just kill people who have a different... People should be able to go to work without worrying about getting their freaking stabbed to death. Yeah, and people people are allowed to have a different political opinion than you. They don't deserve to be killed because of that opinion. And that's what's wrong with... Things in both countries today, the extremism of fucking politics has just gotten mental. So, did it come out that it was... Was it political, the reason he stabbed him? Or is he just just nuts off? Not so. He was a he was an immigrant, which of course doesn't help. You know, um, it is like from it hardens people to like uh, Somalia, maybe something like that. Ah. Um, didn't really did turn out why that. he did That's it. That's the kind of thing you don't you don't get that in the news because it's you know stokes the yep. racial hatred to tell the truth. Yep. That's I mean it's it's true, right? So, um, but of course, some, some members of the Labour Party uh, deserve some whipping over this because there's been some very unflattering uh, comments made. From the Labour oh, Party at a conference about the Tories recently, calling them scum, and they just you know they don't say they deserve to die, but they say everything but. And uh, yeah, there's not much decorum in politics anymore, is there? There's none, and and and, if there and that's was, the thing they don't realize. You know, when it got Trump did it in this country too, and all that. Oh, but they don't realize that they're stoking idiots. Idiots are yeah. watching this and thinking, oh yeah, well I'm going to go do something about that. So they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. So anyway, the UK subs are looking for a drummer if you know any drummers. <laughs> well, they, they said they had somebody. But, you know, the, the thing, my, my, my quick basic take on this, and I'll say this for Fat Mike or anybody else, who decided that punk rock had to be in good taste? I mean, is that the standard now? 
like, well, yeah, we want to be rebels. We want to be outsiders. We want to be, we want to push the envelope, but it all has to be in the context of good taste. I mean, it was a stupid thing to say, but who cares? He didn't kill the guy. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just, it, it's just, it's just dumb. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he should have been sacked. You know, I did, I did see the band's reasoning and it makes sense. Said so we're just, you know, there's people on the other side of the thing and we, in our singer, 77 years old and we have to worry about our own safety and the safety of our drummer and everything else. And yeah, it's all good. But it's just like the fat Mike thing when he made that joke about the, you know, well, at least it was only country fans that got killed or whatever. It's like, I mean, it's in bad taste. Yeah, but he didn't do, he didn't do that two days after while people were still in hospital, while people were still grieving. He did that like a year later. So this was a little bit different. It was, the, it was probably months, but yeah. No, I, I, I mean, this I was the day that, after he said this. Ultimately, and, you know, I, I have such a morbid sense of humor, you know, and, and my kids have it too, that we just, we there's really nothing sacred when it comes to that stuff. I mean, I do too, Tom, but I, I agree with what you said. If he'd said one down, 500 to go, killed a lot of them. But the fact that it was came down party lines... That's what that that's what annoyed me about about the thing. Like somehow it's fine to kill a Tory. Somehow that's somehow that's. Neil, fine. I was. Uh, I talked about how uh, we went to when we were in Pennsylvania. We went to that music festival in Maryland. We went to Shanksville, Pennsylvania, which is where that airplane went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I always say, I wish that they wouldn't take that plane down. They said it was going back towards Congress, and they were having a joint session. <laughs> we might be living in a much better world now if that plane would have made it to Congress. Oh no! But, imagine imagine some of the idiots that would have gone on in and in, in, in that place. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We just we'll just elect some dumber ones. That's yep. our that's our thing we'll do. Yeah, right? yeah. They say you get the government you deserve, man. We have not deserved much for the last couple of generations, as far as I can tell. But anyway, anywho, we we do we really do try not to get too political. But I just I just like this. Once again, I mean, are the people who listen to UK subs really upset about this, or just some random? right-wing people who weren't going to go see the uk subs anyway because this is uh the kind of the shoes kind of on the other foot here you know oh it is actually it's kind of because it's kind of it's counts council culture getting canceled and it's, it shows it's kind you of that both sides of this thing are so moronic and it's funny because the cancel culture generally tends to be left-wingers and now it's sort of turned on itself is there any is there anybody who won't get canceled now yeah i don't know um, we're gonna get canceled you know i I, th- I think it's only a matter of time but luckily i mean anybody who's listened to more than three or four episodes is is they know now right I think they're in our, yeah, I think they're in our group now. Yeah. Um I was just gonna say something else. Really interesting. Another cutting point, but now I can't You're gonna say something really interesting, but you totally forgot what it was. I can't remember what it was now, yes. It was something about uh UK subs. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. But anyway, so yeah. And well do you want do you wanna play UK sub song? More than anything. Okay. Go on. Go so for this, it. Okay, so so you're gonna be you're gonna be irritated. The first time I ever heard this song was actually Guns N' Roses covered it. Oh, that is annoying. Well, and when did this? This was like early '80s, right? This wasn't like their. Like, I don't know which album this was on, but this is uh, this goes out to my friend Neil because he thinks I'm such a country boy. This is uh, <laughs> UK subs down on the farm. <laughs>
Okay, UK subs there were down on the farm. Uh, that was actually on endangered species, which was their. Uh, well, let's see. A, B, C, D, E, fifth album. Well, not really, because the uh, Crash Course The Sea was live, which I don't really count. Mm. So it was actually their fourth studio album. And that's actually arguably their best album. Actually, um, that's a that's a great great album. I I prefer. I think Brand New Age is their best album. Their second album, Another Kind of Blues, is fantastic, and Endangered Species is fantastic. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So all the first four studio albums you got to yeah, get. Yeah, they're they're really really good. Diminished Diminished Responsibility was the third. I actually don't have anything by them on vinyl. I have uh, like a a compilation of their early stuff, and then I have a couple of the later albums that actually weren't too bad. One of them was called Riot. I can't remember. I don't remember. Hmm. But I don't have any on vinyl. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll get some. Um, what's well, it's funny, Neil, because this whole thing, and we're talking about in our little punk rock microcosm, but it's the bigger. There's a bigger argument going on right now about the Chappelle special. Did you watch the Chappelle stand-up special, the new one? I I didn't, but just before you get into that, just let me say, and there's another band too, uh, Private Function. Okay, Private right. Function no, from okay. Australia. Um, they just kicked out a band member due to alleged sexual assault. Ah, oh, that's what it was. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, it's the guitarist and he used to be in Clowns, which is an, I know it's a, that's a favorite band of mine and Ricky's, Ricky Frankel's. Um, but yeah, they kicked out the guitarist because of alleged sexual misconduct. So, and the fact that they kicked him out straight away would lead me to believe that maybe they knew something as well. You know what I mean? or are they just so just so scared at what could happen if they maybe maybe yeah perhaps well yeah it, it, like I said there's there's a conversation going on in the bigger context of society about the Chappelle special unfortunately I'm not all the way through it either I did start watching it my wife was not super amused by it so um, I did not I have not all the way through it but I do want to watch it but but I you know I, I saw a quote from it. That I really, I really liked, and granted, this is kind of a quote in a vacuum, but it was like, man, be whatever you want to be. And I think this was in relation to like transgender or something like that. Be whatever you want to be and, you know, do it well and be happy. And, but what, how much of what you, your identity, you shouldn't depend on me for your identity. You know what I mean? I, I, like I said, I, I murdered the quote. I'll try to find it later. But uh, it's it's interesting, interesting, because that's definitely, I think, the way I feel about most things. Man, I wish you well, do your thing, but, uh, you know, just leave me alone. <laughs> you mean, well, okay, so give me some context. So, meaning like, meaning like, what difference? What well, difference think, does does what I think mean to you? Exactly. Yeah. Why do you need my? Why was my opinion? You don't need my opinion to validate your existence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think he was talking specifically about the transgender situation, which people our age struggle with too. Because I, I mean, listen, man, I want people to do what they want. I want people to be happy. But I do, you know, it's a, it's. You know, we use the wrong pronouns and that stuff, and we're not trying to be jerks even. We're just, you know, we're not from that, you know, it's a different age now. So we do our best. But once again, if you respect the sovereignty of every single human being, then you don't have to have these protected classes and this all this weirdness going on. But, you know, when you have a two-party political system, you have to divide and conquer. That's how it works. So. Yeah, I mean, anyway. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm with you. If you know, if you, as long as you're of age, do whatever the fuck you want in your own bedroom, exactly. but you don't need to rub my face in it constantly well, yeah that's, that's kind of it right like like i was i'm pretty happy to be blissfully unaware of half of what goes on in the world <laughs> that's fine i think that's fine at least yeah. half yeah at least half yeah but yeah it's been a big big uh big movement for cancel culture and uh once again um 
it's funny because I think in a way like stand up comedy, right? It's really about pushing buttons, getting out there on the edge and you there really shouldn't be any censorship to it. You know what I mean? The, the thought of censoring comics, man, some of the stuff that Carlin was doing, some of the stuff that Richard Pryor was doing, it was really out there on the edge. And it was offensive to even people like us who aren't very easily offended, but it made you think, right? Well, I'm bringing that right back to punk rock. Some of the earliest, well, exactly. some of the earliest punk rock bands, they would not, would not be allowed to record today. They'd be fucking drummed out, right? And, and, and the fact of the matter is you can capture a feeling or a moment and that doesn't mean that it's something you'll live and die by. You know, it, there, there's a mid-90s uh, all record called Pummel. It was actually their major label album, believe it or not. I think they only made the one. And it had a song written by Bill Stevenson on it called Hetero. And it was just about, I mean, the chorus is just like just normal hetero straight guy, you know. And it was just like a frustrate. I think a song where he was kind of frustrated about the world sort of seeming sort of gay to him, which I know we've all felt that. All of us heterosexual men, like, man, the world's gone sort of gay. And I don't mean that in a derogatory term. It's just the way it is. But he wrote it in a song, forever capturing it. And people are like, oh, that's a homophobic song. or that's a. But it was just a feeling he had for a minute. I mean, you're not allowed to have a feeling about something for a minute. It's not like he's standing, not like that's his mission statement. It's just a song he wrote. And maybe it didn't age particularly well, but I mean, you're allowed to, you know, express, capturing an emotion in song does not mean this is my life statement. It means this is how I felt for a minute and I captured it in song. And the same with comedian, you know, you don't, you know, maybe Dave Chappelle's jokes are pushing you on the edge of Richard. I I guarantee Richard Pryor is not standing by every one of his cocaine jokes or whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's just pushing the limit. He's not standing by anything right now, but you you know what I mean? Um, And well, and also, you know, it's funny you bring that up this week because Rolling Stones won't play they just said they won't play brown sugar anymore right for that same, oh, for that same one of reason. their five one of their five good songs yeah they refuse to play it because it's now you know deemed offensive or whatever so they're not going to play it and i saw something yesterday that uh was it in england was it an english newspaper i was reading that said some company is going to stop like hallmark or something is going to stop using the term spooky you can, really? you can you can draw your own conclusions from that. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! Yeah. I mean, isn't that just obnoxious? Yeah, I mean, it, it almost defeats the purpose of what they're trying to do because it makes people so angry that you know they're going to use it more. I don't know. It just common sense, man. Dude, it's gone listen, out the window. Listen, once we get ri- once we get rid of all you know black mascots, then racism will finally be gone for good. <laughs> yes, because because things certainly got better after the Redskins changed their name, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, the Washington Football Club. Everything got well, better. Well, it's funny. I, I, I saw an article in my local paper here about how 38 Michigan high schools are still using Indian mascots. It's like, oh, my gosh. The, the problem is I think the media, a lot of it, you know, a lot of the, the, a lot of the media was like the, the uh, baby boomer generation, and they're just all retiring. So even the liberals were pretty sensible, and the conservative people were pretty sensible. But now it's been replaced by screaming you know, the screaming woke crowd and the more right-wing, adamant right-wing crowd, there's no sense in the media anymore. You right. know what I mean? I mean, at least read the New York Times, dude. It is the, it is, a, it is a real steaming turd. Right. And the comment section will make you lose your faith in humanity. Yeah, com- every if, every comment if, section if is just me. is just insanely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I always tell them, don't look at it, don't look at it, it's... don't look at what I do. I look at it and I'm like, these people are insane. Yeah. These people are insane. They have no concept of individual liberty or, or what our country was based on or anything else. But I don't know. And listen, we ain't perfect. I get it. 
I, I'm pretty perfect. So, uh, and I, well, and I get it that people at our age, you know, are struggle. Well, we struggle with change. So I try to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, things, things are changing and that it is what it is to a certain extent, but I don't have to like it. I, I liked it when somebody rang at my groceries for me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so to all you, to all you people that are that are making Tom angry, this is dead. This is dedicated to you. This is the bell tones with "fuck you" anyway. Tones there uh, with, uh, with fuck you anyway. Bell tones, you, you know them, right? I don't. I don't know them at all. You don't? I... Wow. They were one of those, uh, actually, they were more your period than mine. They were like mid 90s, I believe, right? Bell tones. The, yeah, the bell tones, they were fantastic. I think they were, uh, what, like, were they, on, were they on Lookout? What were they on? Ah, crap. It's funny, it's funny though, Neil, while you look that up, because, you know, I was, I was, the TKO. They were on TKO. My bad. Oh, TKO. Yeah. Well, I think they're out of Portland now, too. Um, might have been out of Southern California back in the day. Um, or Northern California. Um, it's funny, because I was, I was the lyric writer in my band, always. I mean, I, I, I probably wrote 98% of the lyrics. And there definitely were a few things I wrote back in those days that captured a feeling, or like I was kind of defending earlier, captured an emotion that not necessarily something you'd stand by, but just the way you felt at the time. There was definitely a few, few things that I would not play again now. I wrote some lyrics that I would not sing now, so I guess you know it's okay, right? It's okay to grow and change or whatever. But what kind of what kind of thing? Just out of interest? Uh, you know, just nasty, vile, hateful about, stuff about people, or just about the situation yeah, yeah. in general in the country at that time, or the fact that you were no, in high school people. and they weren't when serving I you after, I did dessert. Certain <laughs> marginalized groups, and it wasn't not like racist, but it was just not nice. It was just gotcha. you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you were you, how young were you? 
Oh, I started in high school, you know? Yeah. See, that's the thing. So I, it's, it's getting me all fired up today. But there was an English cricket player. Um, probably he was making his England debut. Probably 25, 26 years old, you know, living his lifetime dream or whatever. And some scumbag newspaper guy dug up some comments he'd made on Twitter when he was like 15 or 16 or something. Yeah. And published Same. those. I'm so glad we didn't have so glad we didn't have social media when I was a kid. Yeah. And sure enough, he got banned for these thoughts he'd had or these stupid throwaway comments he'd made when he was Ugh. like 15 or 16 years old. So, it, well, it, <laughs> my 17-year-old son is kind of, is, likes to put stupid stuff on. I'm like, dude, someday you're going to go get a job and they're going to find this stuff. Stop doing it. Yeah. Stop doing stupid stuff on yeah. there. Don't put anything on it. See, I wrote all my stuff in stupid journal, like when back in the 70s. We didn't have any of that stuff, so you just write it in a journal and no one could well, see anything. <laughs> so, listen, you know, there's times when you got kids. I remember we had a we kind of impounded one of our oldest son's phone one time and you just, you talk about losing faith in humanity. You just read that. You're like, ugh. and I'm so glad that I don't ever, I would have killed myself. If my mother knew what I was talking about. You know, yeah. the crap I was saying, the garbage I was saying back in those days. So yes, we were not woke. You know, we were not woke. No, not and, at all. But and once again, I, 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 I know that people are going to think we're coming across as like right wing here. And I, I swear, I swear to you, I, I despise the right wing as much as the left. I just uh, sometimes the left irritates me a little more. But what are you going to do? Oh, I mean, you said something big before earlier on. You said, you know, 90 percent of it seems like 90 percent of punk feels this way now. And it does really feel like everyone yeah, is in a, is in lockstep. And uh, doing exactly as they are told, and you know, if government says we should get, uh, you know, get COVID tested or whatever, then that's what we're going to do because that's the uh, sensible thing to do. And uh, we're gonna, we want safe spaces, and we want this, and we want yes. that. And it's like, okay, so oh, okay, so I'm sorry. Could you imagine the? Could you imagine back in the day, like in the 1980s, if this is going on, Jello Biafra being the being vocal advocate of doing what the government tells you? I just, it just, it blows my mind. It really makes me question everything you know so talking about safe spaces that's one of the things one of the shrews said on this on the facebook page was uh we just want to make we don't want them to play the um liars club because we want to make sure we have safe spaces and i was thinking to myself what is ray just running into the crowd randomly assaulting people (laughs) i've seen teenage bottle rocket like over 10 times and i've never seen him be anything but you know they're amazing just just a funny goofy guy you know just jumps on the crowded L. You can do a lot of groping out there, Neil, on the trains. He, take, he takes who... photographs with the crowd. That's what he does. He's just he's a, exactly. he's a funny dude. Well, so. like I said, I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I have no personal. There's nothing. No personal connection to any of this stuff. It's imagine like imagine going to CBGBs back in the day. It's like I don't feel safe. That uh, yeah. that was the point, right? And, uh, yeah. Like like how many how many stories you read about guys getting stabbed outside of that place, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like every other week was a benefit for someone getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, while I'm not, I, I don't know that I want to go back to that either, but. Well, it certainly, it certainly made you fucking earn your stripes, didn't it? Well, that's that's it, right? That's the, the thing is, back in the day, and really it was even before my time, it's probably more your time than mine, where you had to in, be able to be willing to endure a certain amount of abuse to be part of the scene. Oh, hell yeah. In the night. Yep. In the 90s, when it became mainstream and they started selling it to people's mommies and your mommy started taking to the shows, at that point, there was no skin in the game, you know? It's like the difference between being religious in America or being religious in China. You're going to be religious in China, man. You're going to get beat up. You're going to get thrown in prison. You're going to, you know what I mean? It's yep. like a, it takes a level of commitment that we don't have to have. So, 
Anyway, but yeah, I, there was a hard times. Once again, going to the hard times, it was a great article about, and the headline was something like punk way too reminiscent about time where you could get stabbed at a show. And I just <laughs> laughed and laughed and laughed at that because yeah. it was true. And the clubs were always in the worst parts of town. And it was, it was just, even when I was a kid, it was more dangerous and I was, you know, third waiver, you know? So, well, you felt like it was kind of anti-culture, like you were doing something radical and anti, yeah. anti, uh, society rather than today when you just go and have a nice funny time with, a nice funny pop punk band and you know when and, right, and, and you listen you and i both do that you know oh yeah beer yeah but i'm just yeah, saying it. it's not like it, well whatever i'm not gonna yeah go back are we listen we go back to our least politically correct guest the godoys who said you know who 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 brought it to my attention and i've never stopped it really is the seed that they planted has really grown to me and i absolutely agree with 100 at one point with skateboarding punk rock everything else they figured out that instead of selling it to the kids, they had to sell it to the kids' moms. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to, you know, so then you got a guy like Tony Hawk, and I'm not throwing shade on Tony Hawk. Obviously, great skater, did a lot for the skateboarding community, but he was a clean-cut, blonde-haired California kid. You could sell him to your mom. You're not selling Dwayne Peters to your mom, right? <laughs> Dwayne Peters might I mean, have Dwayne, Dwayne Peters, Peters might have fucked your mom back in high school. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Dwayne Peters might have the, your mom's hotel room key. But, <laughs> I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to get him on. That would be great. He's another one. He seems to have gone absolutely off the rails, bonkers. But yeah, I, I would, I would absolutely let him speak his piece. Yep. Yeah, I think that would be good. He, when we had, okay, so I'm going way back now because I hope to have him on again at some point, actually, because I know the Daigle abortions are working on a new album. But when we had the Cretan on, he was talking about some drug that you could take or something and i swear it was it that intervectin or whatever was that what he was talking about do you remember i'm gonna have to I go have back and no memory of that dude it. no what was he, talk- he said something about horses or something i swear but anyway okay i remember the next episode we said hey we love the creed but i wouldn't necessarily take his medical advice on anything what was he what, what was he talking about i don't even remember what this was about he was talking about some some dr- covid drug that he was something i don't remember oh was anyway. that was that oh, one, we'll was back. that one of the ones that uh, trump had been talking about no, I think that was that hydrochlorine or something that Trump was talking about, right? Yeah, but then there was another one. Some kind of it was used for horse deworming or something, which maybe that's the it one actually, we're talking it about. It actually, in, in large quantities, yes, it was used on horses. But yeah. it, it, that drug actually won like a Pulitzer Prize for medicine for human development for the for the years before. It's well, the media has definitely been beating up on that drug to make anyone who talks about it look foolish. It's it's interesting. One of those things. One of those definitely one of those things if you look into it, it's very interesting. No, you're exactly right. No, you're exactly right. It's like the CNN or whatever decides they've taken a stand on this. And so anyone who says that there's merit in it is it is an idiot. Yeah, and, exactly. I, well and it's it's there's more to it than that. There's there's a lot of layers to it. And once again, I'm I'm showing off my tinfoil hat here. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I was just thinking about that day. I'm like, is that what he was talking about? Was he talking about one of those drugs that people are talking about now? Because that was months and months and months ago. Man, I can't believe that you can remember that, man. He went down so many rabbit holes that day. I'm impressed that you remember it. Yeah. Well, like I said, I hope to have Murray back on. He was uh, he was a lot of fun. And like I said, Dayglows have a new album come out. I'm pretty stoked on it. I love you know my 40-plus-year-old yeah. bands put on new albums. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Play us a song, you All right. I'm going to play one. You mentioned the casualties before. Believe it or not, I'm going to play a casualties song. Really? Yep. And once again, it's... Once again, Neil, Neil supporting a rapist. Dedicated. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. I don't know how old this song is. I don't know anything about it. Hopefully it's with the new singer. But uh, anyway, this song is dedicated to that uh, to that that crew of shrews. This song is called Fucking Hate You. Fucking hate you! 
there you go. Casualties would fucking hate you. So they, they, there you go. There you go with that. I had to, I, I looked. I, I had a whole bunch of fuck you songs today. So I was all fired up. I got about eight of them actually. So I had to cut that list short. So if we do like another, if we do one thirty-eight, if we do the double sixty-nine, you can play a bunch of fu songs. Yeah, huh? yeah. There you go. I'm liking that. Um, change the subject completely. Okay. Um, th- this is gonna be a surprise to me because I don't remember if we had anything else to talk about. So go ahead. Yeah, I haven't even told you about this. Cast your mind back to punk rock bowling. So I, okay. I would just thought a good way to to uh, put your finger on like what bands are popular in the scene. What T-shirts did you see the most of? You think? On people's bodies, because because well, because obviously every that's I mean that's older, the that's the that, that's a little bit little bit of an older crowd. So I did see a lot. Of, everybody had busted out their like classic punk t-shirts to show off. So there was actually a lot of cool things as far as sheer quantity. Boy, I don't know, Neil. You must have something in mind, or you wouldn't I, have brought I, it up. I, but I, no, I'm, I do. I'm trying I, to think of a like a single five, like even four or five that I saw a lot of. I can't really think of it. It was really all over the place. I thought. Well, it, I paid attention to it because it because it got me thinking about it. You know, and because it, it was pure. It's not like fucking Riot Fest. It was purely, pretty much purely a punk rock crowd, right? Yeah. Except for the except for the last. There weren't day with people Devo. there just to do. There weren't people there just to do drugs and dance. Right. Exactly. Um, Other than you and I. And so I was amazed amazed with how mainstream and how much um flack the misfits have gotten how many people were still rocking the classic crimson skull oh it's such a great logo well it is it if is but dancing wouldn't have stolen if he wouldn't think it was any good no it is but you know what i mean though i mean the misfits have almost become like a parody and a, and a cliche of themselves so, and and yet there were still so many people in misfit shirts <laughs> misfits back patches stuff like that um another one i noticed a band we've talked about tonight there was a shit ton of teenage bottle rocket t-shirts so obviously that, that well they played there too they played one of the club shows yep so that council crowd clearly hasn't made it to down down south did down you, south hey, doesn't did you, care did you notice down south i think it's west neil i think it's west oh, it's still, but, it's still south notice, of us man did you notice that uh Ray Rocket was standing I did. on the side when Pegboy was Peg playing, Boy, yeah. his ass off. Yeah, yeah. he was back. Yeah, he was back there having a good time. And I, I didn't see him assaulting any women either. That was it. Well, maybe there was none around <laughs> at the pool party. What are you mental? That's true. <laughs> that's all a lot it of was. Yeah, that's all it was. Oh no, but I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I saw a lot of great T-shirts, um, unusual yeah. ones. But but I mean, okay, I bring up the Misfits thing because it's not. I don't think I saw a single Green Day T-shirt, for example. But I saw a shit ton oh. of Misfits t-shirts, so I guess they still do have credibility with that older crowd, which is, which so is. Nobody wants to be a poser at punk rock bowling. Like you go to Warp Tour, they are like Lollapalooza or something. They think Green Day is like ironic or something, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. But you wear punk rock bowling. If it's older than Dookie, you're gonna get crapped on. Yeah. Yeah, which is fair enough. But again, that just surprised me about all the hundreds of Misfits t-shirts, you know, uh, that were that were there. Huh. Um, I I didn't really see many '77 bands getting a lot of coverage. I saw a couple of Clash, uh, a lot of patches and stuff. Couple, but not necessarily so many. Yeah, a couple of Clash shirts. Um, I tried to I tried to keep up that that thing, but um, yeah, I did. I saw some Clash shirts, no Sex Pistols shirts. I didn't see. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that I just thought it was kind of interesting. It was an interesting crowd. I I, it was I enjoyed. Funny when I was packing, I'm sure you had the same issue because I, I I don't know. I brought five t-shirts or whatever, but I'm like, 
I was really like uh, like a teenage girl, like going through my bag, going, oh, which five? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I, I brought like 10. Because you only get five T-shirts. Like, you really want to put your best foot forward. I'm like, yep. this is like the punk rock prom. You know, I, I want to have some, you know. <laughs> that's exactly not... right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And plus, you know, I, 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 I got to find ones that go all the way over the bottom of my belly, which is no no easy treat. <laughs> well, for some, but it's well, like, for some reason. It's I... like, do I wear, do I wear like, uh, like Poison Idea or do I wear like my buddy's band? You know, and yeah. so it's, it's always kind of a. That is a difficult one, yeah. yeah. Well, I brought, I, I kind of brought both. I brought, you know, bigger name bands and smaller name bands because I was thinking I forgot that we didn't have in out privileges, so I was thinking that we might go, you know, might go back to the hotel midway through oh, and you change shirts be like, or something, you know. Gonna be like share. Take yeah, well, be like share three or four different outfits. <laughs> well, I knew, well, I knew it was gonna be hot, so I figured maybe take a shower and then go back out again or something, but obviously that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah. Anywho, uh, and another thing, um. Yep. Gang of Four just announced a touring. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. So, obviously, it's, and they're doing a 79 to 83 set, which, that that's interesting it's, to it, me. That's the that's Well, the yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't want them to go any later than that, right? No. Um, but, obviously, they're only down to two original members, with Andy Gill, you know, being gone, and... Uh... Well, here, here's... So, okay, what's the deal with the bass player? Do you know? Is he not healthy or is he just doesn't want anything to do with it? I don't think he wanted anything to do with it. I mean, he left a while, you know, a long time ago. He left well, early, so mid, early 80s, the, I think, right? So here's the thing. It had been John King, the singer, and Andy Gill, the guitar player, until maybe like 10 years ago. And then John King left. And Andy Gill had full rights to the band. He did an album with just him and three other guys, right? Right. I mean, so then he dies and what, the name reverts back to the other guy i didn't see i guess I, i'm curious how that works because you see these older bands fighting over their names you know who gets the name of the band all the time i saw my thrash metal heroes cryptic slaughter finally got their name back after a long oh that was a real bad diversion anyway forget it cryptic slaughter coming back but anyway and so then what john king and the drummer just get the name back when he died how's, how's that work neil maybe that was in the will maybe the will after if andy died maybe yeah, Dave got the. Uh, Dave got. The... You think so? I thought they all hated each other, but maybe not. I think. Yeah, it... actually, I, have, I actually have no reason to believe that they hated each other. I actually, but yeah, like I said, like I said, the two of them hung in there for a long time. I mean, the two of them did it for like thirty years. Um, but I was, I was, I was not too keen on replacing your original singer after thirty years and then keeping going. Well, see, but that, uh, they were an unusual band because Andy Gill was like the most important member. Yeah, yeah. Singers, I, I get that. You know. And his guitar was very distinctive, and that will be very hard to duplicate too. But I think a trained guitar player, it's easier for him to sort of mimic a style yeah. than a singer, you know? Yeah. Well, so will, will you will you go to it, you think? Oh, no. It's at very small clothes. Yeah. Where's in Chicago? It's like, at uh, Bottom Lounge, which isn't very small, but it's uh, uh, it's where I saw stiff little, it's where I stopped little, yeah, saw stiff little fingers two years ago. Oh, so it's probably like over five hundred. Yeah, five six hundred. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What day of the week is it on? Because honestly, I might come down for that. I think it's on like a Wednesday, and it's in February, oh. so that's. Oh, great! Driving to driving around Lake Michigan in February. Yeah, worst the worst All month. Right, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna have to really consider that. Yeah. Because that's one thing with that big circle jerk seven seconds negative approach thing. It's. Uh, on a Friday in Chicago, which is much easier, obviously. Right. And Saturday in Detroit. I don't believe either of those are sold out yet. And I know you have tickets, so yeah, I bought four tickets just thinking that it thinking that it would because the Vic. I love the Vic, so it's one of my favorite favorite. It'll things. sell. Well, yeah. I mean, is, you know, how close to the show it will be? I don't know. Man, maybe, I mean, shit, maybe it won't, dude. I don't know. We we live in such small little circles. I think we tend to get 
warped because we talk to people who are like-minded and you forget how small some of these bands are in the grand scheme of things, you know, because we're, because in our world, they're big. So it's hard to put things into perspective. There seems to be a lot of excitement about more around seven seconds than, than the circle jerks to tell you the truth. Well, that lineup is, that whole lineup is just killer. Yeah, it is. Well, of course, yeah, you know, of course, you know, uh, seven seconds hasn't played for three, four, five years. Uh, I think that was a real shock of them coming back actually. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, Circle Jerks, I know you didn't, weren't as impressed as I was, but man, I think Circle Jerks are still great. That new drummer, Joey Castillo, they're a great band. It's great hearing the so, song. It's great hearing the songs live, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because just great songs. So, yeah. So, once again, not to beat the, beat the dead horse, but anybody who can. <laughs> beat a dead whore? What? <laughs> Eat a dead horse with your rampant sexism again. Um, the 29th, Could be a man whore. The 29th of October, Neil and I will be recording live at the Siren Records in McHenry. The DUIs will be playing. Our man, Dr. Disc, will be there. We will be picking apart that record store for your analytical enjoyment. And uh, there's actually, and, and supposedly Jughead from Screeching Weasel is going to be there. Hopefully we get a chance to talk to him. We'll... We will, I'm sure, include Dr. Disc in the podcast because we owe him because how bad it sounded when he talked to us last time. Um, like I said, maybe hopefully we get Kenny from Pro. Anyway, it, it should yeah. be a really yep, should be a it fun. should be a really fun time. So if you are able, you should come join us. If you're not able to join us, you should write us a letter at punktalidice77 at gmail. Nice segue. Or send us a message on Facebook. Or if you want to help Carl name his boat. I'm sure you'd appreciate it since I can't really think of anything very fun to name it. Man, it's been weeks. What's the matter with you? I still have stickers also. If you need some stickers, send us a message, use an email, we'll send you some stickers. Yeah, for sure. Because I keep forgetting to take them everywhere. Man, when I was in Milwaukee, there was so many great places to stick stickers, and I forgot. But I, you see that Mark stuck some up for us yep. in Milwaukee. So, Dude, what are, you, so, what are you hoarding those stickers for? What are you doing? I don't know. I just keep forgetting. I just I, I'm just not good at remembering to bring stickers. So I have like I'm not as good. At, I'm not as good at constantly thinking about vandalism as you are. <laughs> well, I just put them in my wallet, so I always have them with me. You know, so I think that's a I think that's a good plan, Tom. Just Neil's oh, wallet two two single dollars, seven stickers, <laughs> and three Trojans. It's the only thing he's got there. <laughs> Prodex Blue, please. Um, yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, I think that was. Uh, we said all we had to say. Hopefully, I won't. Do we be... have any more songs? We don't have. Do we have any more songs? Oh, I do. We yes, I've got. I've got one last one. I mean, do you have any more thoughts? I'm kind of tuckered out. I think I need a shower and go to bed. Yeah, I'm hoping that by the next episode, I won't be so pissed off as as I as I have or at been least since pissed off Friday. Something different. Yeah. And the booster shot fucked me up too. I, that was really annoying. Yeah. It. Uh, I couldn't raise my arm over my head for two days. That was. Uh, mm. That was. That was fun. But uh, way with your left, huh? Huh. Had to wipe with your left. <laughs> yes, I never I, good. I, I I did. No, no, I got it in my left arm. I I got the shot oh, in my left okay. arm, so I was fine. Thank you very much for caring about you my wiping raise, technique. You you could still raise your pint. That's good. I could. That's that's what I did. But I'm annoyed because Friday I would have gone to Teenage Bottle Racket just to just to fucking spite these people, and I was annoyed that I that I couldn't go. That frustrated me even more. So uh, anyway. That's that. Any other parting words, Tom? Anything else you want? To... Oh, how about uh, how about our good old pal um, Brody Dahl from the Distillers? Now she's uh, in a in a angry court battle with uh, with her a second husband. Uh, the Queens of the Queens of the Stone Age guy. Yeah, yeah Josh Harm. She's. I haven't really been. 
Oh, she's man. She, she's she's it. fucking sticking it to him, man. She's she's refusing to let the kids see him, and saying that he threatened to murder her and all this stuff. She sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah, that I one. saw that. I saw that she had requested, or the kids had requested a restraining order, but the judge denied it. Or right. so I don't. I don't. Know. Right. I can't keep track of this. Once again, it's a Joey Castillo connection. So he's the drummer currently for the Circle Jerks. He also played with Queens of the Stone Age. So uh, I mean, and wasted youth. Tim Armstrong doesn't look quite and so bad now, it. right? Exactly. <laughs> I guess that was uh, first husband, right? It was Tim Armstrong. It, it, she, he was definitely her husband. I think it must have been her first. She was very young, I think, when they got married, right? She was, and I remember um, Josh Harm coming on after she got uh, he got married to her, saying that Tim Armstrong was just a bitter dude and he should get over it and all this other stuff. But uh, what goes around comes around, I guess. You know, what goes around comes around. Eventually, we all end up bitter dudes, you know. And then we all end up dead. So speaking of bitter dudes, Neil, what song are you gonna what 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 are you gonna carry us home with? Um, uh, a song by a little ditty by uh, the Psychobilly band. Little ditty, by, little ditty by Jack and Diane. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I do like that song though for some reason. Um, Dude, it's got the greatest lyric of all time. What's that? Oh yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. I mean that that sums up existence right there. Seriously, think about it, guys. Oh, yeah, life goes on long after the thrill of living is gone. There you go. Anyway, sorry, Neil. Play some song that's not that good now, please. Oh, it's going to be great because this is a very, very, very early Tiger Army when they were still uh, a true psychobilly band. This is the song FTW, which, as you all know, stands for Fuck the World. So um, I think we should play out. I think we should play out with this, Tom, right? Sounds good to me. Yep. So, uh, it's been a pleasure ranting. It's been a yep. pleasure ranting with you, my friend. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Let's hope my wife, my wife can't listen to all my complaining all the time. I'm glad I have you <laughs> in my life. Yes. And, and I'm glad I have our audience to, to rant to. So, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And, uh, Actually, for once, little, for once, I don't feel like keeping a little mark in my heart. Leave for a little once, hate in your heart. Like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Leave a little hate in your heart and, uh, yeah. Stay free. I mean, that's more more relevant than ever, and we will smell you next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Stay, yeah, f- stay free thinking. How's that? This is Tiger Army with there Fuck the go. World. Bye-bye, everybody. Myself. Every night I sit and 